Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 28th of March, 2023. We often focus our attention in the Civil War on battles in Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. There were, in fact, four theaters of operation. Besides the East, there was Middle Tennessee, then the Western region that included West Tennessee, Mississippi, including the river itself, Missouri, and Arkansas. Lastly, there was some fighting in the Far West. Those battles were more far-flung, smaller, often hardly critical to the overall effort. Still, they deserve some attention. Texas and Arizona Territory were part of the Confederacy, but New Mexico Territory stayed in U.S. control. In 1863, forces from both armies met in the Battle of Glorieta Pass. The Confederate forces wanted to secure the territory for the Confederacy. However, the Union forces carried the day. Glorieta Pass is a few miles southwest of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Commercial Hospital in Cincinnati, Ohio is believed to be the first to offer citywide ambulance service beginning on this day in 1866. During the Civil War, the Army of the Potomac, that would be the Union Army, in the Eastern Theater, had a well-organized ambulance corps as early as the late summer of 1862. Most likely, the service in Cincinnati offered little in terms of medical care en route to the hospital, but was more of a transportation service with a bed. Modern street medicine is really a development in the last 50 years. While it seems trite or trivial, the television show Emergency was really key to spreading the idea born in Los Angeles County in the late 60s and early 70s. The idea of fire department-based EMS was the brainchild of one James O. Page, a battalion chief with L.A. County Fire Department. The character of Johnny Gage was a tribute to Page, who also served as a technical advisor on the show. Another show with less direct impact on society, The Greatest Show on Earth, is formed in 1881. Of course, we link P.T. Barnum and later the Ringling Brothers with the moniker. Barnum had a partner in this venture. In fact, while Barnum was the showman and face of the circus, James Bailey had a deeper connection with the troupe and was considered the best manager of any circus anywhere. The first Bailey Circus was a production of Hekeliah Bailey beginning around 1808 and featured one of the first Indian elephants in North America. Hekeliah was the adopted granduncle of James. Hekeliah and Barnum had crossed paths years before Barnum and James combined their shows. In case you missed it, the Feld version of The Greatest Show on Earth will return this summer, sans the Animal Acts, which were the center of the circus since the days of Hekeliah. The idea of getting an airplane to fly was still in development in 1910 when Henry Fabry developed the idea of a seaplane that could take off and land on water. The first flight was on this day in 1910. Really, the idea was ingenious. Finding a smooth place to land was always an issue. Water, especially on a calm day, made an ideal and predictable surface. On the same day, actor Jimmy Dodd was born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Dodd was the master of ceremonies on the Mickey Mouse Club television show. Palm Sunday falls during the spring warm-up when the weather here in the eastern U.S. is the most unpredictable. In the 1920s, there were two notable tornado outbreaks, one in the Great Lakes region and another in the Deep South. I'm not a weather expert, but I highly suspect the turbulent weather common in the spring is a product of residual cold ground, abundant moisture, and warm air in the atmosphere. 
Singer and actress Reba McIntyre is 68 today. The Ed Sullivan Show ends its 23-year run on this day in 1973. It had begun in 1948 as a program called The Toast of the Town and described as a vaudeville show on television. Countless stars across all genre of performance got their first national television exposure on the show. Sullivan himself was known for his poor appearance on stage, but was noted for his skill recognizing new talent and business matters. 1979, a coolant leak at the Three Mile Island nuclear power plant outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, leads to the worst nuclear release in U.S. history. The Three Mile Island plant was in fact two separate operating nuclear plants. Unit 2 was involved in the leak and was never restarted. Unit 1 operated until the fall of 2019 when operators decided it was no longer economically feasible to continue operations. The school shooting in Nashville is still the lead story, a day after as it should be. These events are sincerely tragic, and the narrative is falling along the normal lines. The left has issued their condolences and calls for more gun control, and it's been pointed out this particular school was a softer target with less security. I'm going with my typical response also. America has a deep moral problem, yet much of society believes we can maintain an open society where personal responsibility and morals are passe and encumbering. The corporate society touts that we should be tolerant of everything aberrant, and the more so, the better. To the point, we've suppressed the idea of self-restraint. The shooter left a manifesto. That has not been made public, but generally, manifestos are written by folks somewhat unhinged. We do know the shooter was a woman living as a man and an alumni of the school, it might be reasonable to assume the former will be overlooked as a contributing factor and the focus will be on the weapon or the private school. At no point will the gender issues be connected to her mental status, except as she was repressed. Folks, I've made the point over and over. If a person is intent on mayhem and is willing to die for that end, the only solution is to help them as quickly as possible. The other long-term solution is moral teachings. Our idea of limited government and an open society hangs on the assumption the people have a moral core. Yet we've spent nearly 60 years systematically removing or lampooning every vestige of those elements from popular culture in favor of the concept of humans are a product of chance and any kind of sexual moray should be lauded on Main Street. Part of this encompasses the idea that if you're in a special group, you should be free from any negative social pressure. That is ludicrous. Each person is an individual, and as such, each of us have some features or quirks of personality that irritate others. It's not victimhood. It's a result of being a unique person. That's history and comment. For the 28th day of March, I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.